Hey everyone, um, well, my voice. Welcome back to another episode of Untold Tales. So, I had another thing prepared for today, but it's one of those days where I wish I was a patch of moss in the forest, just mossing around, I guess, I don't know, my house is a mess i didn't eat anything until i ate way too much pasta i fell asleep in the middle of class of course i have asthma right now um so yes i'm struggling to breathe and talk especially both at the same time (laughs) And yeah, I don't know. I think being a patch of moss right now would be pretty amazing. There is just so much shit going on everywhere and I don't really feel like I'm part of it or that I want to be part of it. Anyways, yes, um, I had prepared another thing but it just didn't feel right. Not to me today anyways. So instead, we are going to read The Trouble with Being Born. Some passages of The Trouble with Being Born by Sioran. This is one of my all-time favorite books. I think the first time I read it, I was um, 15. Yeah, around 15, I think. Um, of course, I read it in Spanish. This is actually the first time I'm going to be reading it reading it in English. And um, I'm really sorry, by the way, if you can hear my like chest whistling. It's so fucking annoying. Anyways, yes, we're going to read this book. It really helped me when I was super depressed, when I was much younger. Well, much younger. Younger. And I don't know, it's just one of those books that I find very comforting. And I thought, and I want to change this weird upbeat music, fucking Christ. Okay. So yeah, we'll give it a go. Um, and see how it makes us feel. Let's just randomly open... Okay. The appetite for destruction is so deeply anchored within us that no one manages to extirpate it. It belongs to our constitution for the very basis of our being is demoniac. The sage is a pacified, withdrawn destroyer the others are destroyers in practice. 
Yeah, I remember this being one of those passages that really struck me when I was um, reading it for the first time, for the, well, the first couple of times. I find in myself certainly an appetite for destruction. but especially for self-destruction. The worse... No, it's not really... It's, I was gonna say the worse I feel, but sometimes it's when I'm feeling the best that I flirt the most with self-destruction. And yeah, definitely. Today feels like one of those days that I could just go home and, I don't know, destroy something. <laughs> or someone. Okay, let's try another passage. Without the notion of a failed universe, the spectacle of injustice in every system would put even an abolic into a straight jacket. <laughs> Another one on the same page. Annihilation affords a sense of power, flatters something obscure, something original in us. It is not by erecting, but by pulverizing, that we may divine the secret satisfaction of a god. Whence the lure of destruction and the illusion it provokes among the frenzied of any era. <laughs> the unfortunate thing about public misfortunes is that everyone regards himself as qualified to talk about them. Yeah. Uh -huh. It is definitely a question I often find. Well, more than a question, really. It's just... A doubt, a conflict of a someone who likes, loves really telling stories. I wonder 
how many of those stories are mine to tell. And furthermore, who am I to even tell them? What a bore, someone who doesn't deign to make an impression. Vain people are almost always annoying, but they make an effort. They take the trouble. They are bores who don't want to be bores, and we are grateful to them for that. We end by enduring them, even by seeking them out. On the other hand, we turn livid with fury in the presence of someone who pays no attention whatever to the effect he makes. What are we to say to him? And what are we to expect from him? Either keep some vestiges of the monkey or else stay home. Once the shutters are closed, I stretch out... Oh. By the way, for those who haven't read this book, it's sort of a compendium of short passages. Um, yeah. Related, but not really related. Anyways, yeah, as I was saying. Um, once the shutters are closed, I stretch out in the dark. The outer world, a fading murmur, dissolves. All that is left is myself, and there's the rub. Hermits have spent their lives in dialogue with what most hidden, with what was most hidden within them. If only following their example, I could give myself up to that extreme exercise, in which one unites with the intimacy of one's own being. It is the self-interview this inward transition which matters and which has no value unless continually renewed so that the self is finally absorbed by its essential version. Around midnight, a woman in tears come up to me, comes up to me in the street. They've knifed my husband. France is disgusting. Luckily, I'm from Brittany. They took away my children. They kept me on drugs for six months. Not having realized at first she was mad, so her real agony seemed, in a sense, was... No. Not having realized at first that she was mad, so her real agony seemed, and in a sense was.
so real her agony. Fuck. I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> so real her agony seemed in a sense was. I let her chatter on for a good half hour. Talking did her good. Then I abandoned her. Telling myself that the difference between us would be infinitesimal if I began to pour out my recriminations to the first comer. I'm trying to find more passages. I mean, it's filled with them. But... I'm... I'm really struggling with my words today. I just feel like I'm... Like I should be floating and instead I'm drowning in all of these things that I have to do and that have to be done and the fact that I don't know my I think I said it before my house is a mess I have so much work to do I barely have any money <laughs> left for the month and my bike is falling apart honestly I just want to get home and Cuddle with a dog that I don't have. Maybe eat some pizza that I can't afford. Have a nice cup of coffee. And not have to fucking read about some goddamn politics for a class that is just going to be filled with, I don't know, people who try to pretend... That they know what they're saying. And I include myself in that group, of course. It's like, I don't know, today I'm tired of pretending. I just want to maybe go outside and like dig a hole, bury myself in it for a few hours. I'm fine, by the way. I'm not depressed. I don't know who's listening to this. Don't worry. I'm just tired. Anyways, another passage. Because Jesus fucking Christ, this must be really... Something. (laughs) Okay. By the way, I'm drinking this murky-ass water. I thought the tap water from Amsterdam was supposed to be, like, good. But... I swear I can see some, like, sea monkeys in the glass. Well, I hope I don't, like, grow an extra pair of legs or something weird. Anyways, yes, let's find another passage and shut the fuck up. Getting up with my head full of plans, I would be working. I was sure of it all morning long. No sooner had I sat down at my desk than the odious, vile, and persuasive refrain, What do you expect of this world? stopped me short. And I returned, as usual, to my bed with the hope of finding some answers, of going back to sleep. 
if you're feeling it, probably Sioran found a beautiful way to write it down. <laughs> if anything can be learned from today. Another one. In ancient China, women suffering from anger or grief would climb onto platforms specially constructed for them in the streets, and there would give free rein to their fury or their <clears throat> lamentations. Such confessionals should be revived and adopted the world over, if only to replace the obsolete ones of the church or the ineffectual ones of various therapeutics. Honestly, I think that would be Haven't you ever had this feeling like you're angry or sad or something is in your mind and you suddenly feel like you need to scream really loudly? Maybe just like curse or just like plain scream. I don't know. There should be maybe some places for that. Because there really isn't nowhere you can just go and scream. The other day I... I don't know. I had like a weird episode while I was on the bike. And I was just like sobbing really loudly. And I could really tell people were confused by it. Because... Again, it was really loudly, like, ugly cry. And I imagine that as I passed by, the people who were, like, walking or sitting down, they really just heard, like, a like a racing car kind of noise. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, not like that, but... Yes. And I would have... And I tried to, like, find a park or somewhere. I was on my bike. Um, a park or somewhere to go and scream. But... I don't know, Dutch people as well, they are so quiet. For some reason in the metro, I, I think it's because everyone is so quiet. I always get these like attacks of laughter and I just can't stop laughing. So I don't think, and they don't, like most people don't really like it. Um, I definitely get some weird aggressive looks. So I don't think going and screaming in the middle of the streets would be the best option right now. But yeah, those platforms would be welcome. Life is nothing, death everything. Yet there is nothing which is death independent of life. It is precisely this absence of autonomous, distinct reality which makes death universal. It has no realm of its own. It is omnipresent, like everything which lacks identity, limit, and bearing, and indecent infinitude. If I followed my natural inclination, <clears throat> I should blow up the world. And it is because I lack the courage to follow it that, out of pen penitence, I try to stupefy, stupefy myself with the company of those who have found peace. 
At each age, more or less distinct signs warn us that it is time to decamp. We hesitate, we procrastinate, convinced that once old age has come at last, these signs will become so clear that any further vacillation would be unsuitable. Clear they are, indeed, but we lack sufficient vigor to perform the one decent action a living man can commit. I guess that one of the good things of having been like 15 or 14, especially 15, 16, 17, like very deeply depressed, is that I went through like an existential crisis way too early. I, I guess a, a precocious. Precocious? Precoce? Hmm. Like, an, yeah, uh, a younger version of an existential crisis. And I guess I really, like, realize that when I'm talking with someone else, I was having this conversation. Um, and this person was telling me, like, I'm, I'm, I'm about to turn 30. I'm just flesh. I'm, uh, my life is just going to end once I turn 30. Or I don't know what to expect anymore. And... I don't know, all I could think of is I can't wait to just be 60 and deteriorate in peace. I feel like so much is expected out of young people that I don't really want to be young. I definitely don't feel young. <laughs> I'm 20, but I don't feel that. And yeah, and all of these existential questions that I used to have that I see that other people have I've sort of like went through them before so now whenever they visit me or like revisit me I'm more acquainted with them I can turn them under head or I feel more comfortable letting them really soak me and sort of bring out that despair because yeah I'm not so scared scared anymore of those I'm, I'm very scared of a lot of things all the time just um yes i think that's like my natural state no that's not true but yeah definitely spooked <laughs> i'm not scared spooked okay i'm gonna go with one last quote um i don't really have that much to say today i feel like i'm really sorry i guess i i think i really summed it up when i said that i that today i just wanted to be a patch of moss in the forest so i want to find let's just open it randomly read it and and yeah get get myself to shut up guess <sighs> suffering opens our eyes 
helps us to see what we would not have seen otherwise. Hence, it is useful only to knowledge, and except for that, serves only to poison existence. Which, one may add in passing, favors knowledge further. He has suffered, hence he has understood. This is all we can say of a victim of disease, injustice, or of any kind of misfortune. Suffering improves no one, except those who were already good. It is forgotten as all things are forgotten. <clears throat> It does not enter into humanity's patrimony, nor preserve itself in any way at all. <clears throat> It wastes itself as everything is wasted once again. It serves only to open our eyes. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's good enough to close today's short kind of disastrous episode. <clears throat> I would like to have a sip of water to clean my soul right now. But again, I'm pretty sure there are sea monkeys in this water. Yeah, I'm trying not to look too hard into it because then one of it, one of them is gonna like wave at me. But um, yeah, I hope you are doing good, as good as you can, I guess. No, definitely. I hope you're doing as good as you can. That's definitely. Um, sometimes you just don't have to feel good, and it's good to not be happy always. I think I'm gonna get home. Um, I'm gonna make myself maybe a cup of hot cocoa, which I know is gonna be a stupid idea because I don't really digest lactose. I don't know why I'm giving you this information. Anyways, <laughs> this is goodbye. <laughs> Next episode, um, Haley from BPD Can't Break Me, she's gonna join us again. We're going to talk more about Borderline. And hopefully, yeah, we're going to have many more guests to come over. Um, I guess officially or well, unofficially our guest today was um, Sioran. And yeah, that's, that's it. Take care and don't be too cold. Fuck it. Bye.